Revel in the soul of Brisbane, Queensland's cosmopolitan capital for arts, culture and destination dining. With a subtropical al fresco lifestyle, Brisbane fast lays on the seduction factor. For timely tips and trip inspiration, start your exploration on the Sunshine State's official visitor website, queensland.com. Welcome back to Kiwi Tripsters. Buckle up and take off to spectacular destinations as we continue our journey and share the inside word on all things travel. Whether it's luxury travel or backpacking on a budget, whether it's cruising or foodie trips, we've got you covered with top tips and tricks so you can have an amazing travel experience. And now, over to your hosts, Mike Yardley and Chris Lynch. On this edition of Kiwi Tripsters, we embrace the warmth of Queensland and the river city of Brisbane. We check out the European Masters at Goma, size up the blockbuster development at Queen's Wharf, take a climb on Story Bridge, delve into the dining and sample spirits of the red sand, an indigenous entertainment experience like no other. Welcome aboard Kiwi Tripsters as we cross the ditch to Queensland's. I'm Chris Lynch. I'm Mike Yardley. Very good to be with you. It's good to see you, Mike. Now, winter is fully here. It's in full force across New Zealand. Uh, so, of course, for you, Mike, Queensland was calling, wasn't it? Indeed. And uh, the most tempting aspect to it is, of course, the weather at this time of year. But I have to say, Chris, the river city of Brisbane, it seems to get better and better every time I go there. Let's start in South Bank, favourite destination of mine, the amazing exhibition underway at Goma. Yes, if you needed just one reason to plan a trip to Brisbane, the Gallery of Modern Art, or Goma as it's called, is playing host to an amazing exhibition of international art. It's probably one of the best international art exhibitions ever staged in Australia. It's called European Masterpieces from the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York, the Met. Now, I checked this out shortly after it opened in June. And despite all of the hype, it still smashed my expectations. It is a wonderfully escapist and intimate journey through five centuries of European painting. Uh, So you sort of like start from the early Renaissance all the way through to the Impressionists. How long is it on for? Well, this is the really good thing. It's on until mid-October, so you've got plenty of time to head over there and enjoy some FaceTime with 65 priceless paintings. They are beautifully spaced out, so you won't be craning your neck, you know, to get a glimpse of these works. And all of the rock stars are represented. So you've got Titian and Caravaggio, Rembrandt, Rubens, Raphael, Renoir, Turner, Van Gogh, Cezanne, Monet. In fact, speaking of Monet, I admired one of his water lily works, and I recently learned that Claude Monet was such a stickler for perfection that he was he would get his gardener to ride out into his lily pond in Givenay and clean the lilies prior to him erecting his easel to weave some impression, uh, impressionist magic with his brush. So he, he left nothing to chance, as you do, Chris. And Lily's, there you go. Now, how did Gorma get its mitts on these masterpieces from the Met? That's what I want to know. Well, it's a really good question because it's been several years in the making, and those canny Queenslanders, they saw an opportunity to host these masterpieces because the Met announced a while ago that um, it would have to close some of its galleries uh, that house these European paintings to undergo a major refurb, particularly to the skylights at the Met in New York. So that refurbishment is currently underway and um, Goma thought, well, we'll we'll happily house these works while the renovation uh, 
uh, uh, continues. So, yeah, that's how nice. these 65 works got spirited to Australia. Um, very much a case of fortune favouring the enterprising, Chris. Good on them. Now, I'm a, a huge fan of South Bank, the whole area. It's, it's lovely. Mm. So much to see, so much to do. What did you like? Well, you could while away so much time here because you've got 17 hectares of a playground, essentially, uh, on uh, the, the Brisbane River Banks. And, yeah, I mean, there are just galleries and museums galore. Lots of really cool photo stops like the iconic Brisbane sign. And then there's Streets Beach. I love this place. Kiwis love Streets Beach because it's Australia's only inner city man-made beach with year-round lifeguards. It's a sparkling lagoon wrapped in a white sandy beach and subtropical plants. It's so nice. a really nice spot, yeah. It is nice. It's really lovely. Um, what about in terms of accommodation? Where did you stay? Well, um, a really X-factor hotel on South Bankers Emporium Hotel, but whether you're staying in-house or not, you will want to zip yourself up to the rooftop pool deck because it adjoins uh, the pool, uh, the restaurant, the terrace, restaurant yeah. and bar. So... As I say, whether you're in-house or not, uh, check out the terrace for those dreamy river and city views. The sheer plates menu at the terrace is just magnificent, and it's such a great spot just to watch the world go by. You should also check out Fish Lane on the food front. Um, Fish Lane has a host of bustling little uh, eateries and bars. I went to a place called Southside Restaurant, which is uh, very new, a hip new haunt, uh, very fast-paced, and it specialises in Pan-Asian cuisine. So uh, things like chicken wontons and chilli oil. It's great food, great atmos. You're with Kiwi Tripsers as we blaze a trail through Brisbane. Now, speaking of trails, Mike... You're into your walking thing at the moment, and you took a stroll with Walk Brisbane. Yes, I do believe in getting the inside skinny on a city, Chris, and I hooked up with Leanne Harris from Walk Brisbane. She offers a wealth of personalised walking tours, regardless of what your interests are. Now, as you know, I love my history, I love my culture, hidden laneways are always fun. Yeah. So she will curate a tour based on what you would like to do and see. And I really did feel like I was wriggling under the city's skin as she shared with me so many insider tips and gems that are threaded into the city's uh, fabric. I highly recommend hooking up with Walk Brisbane for a tailor-made exploratory. I know you love your coffee. Any good finds? Well, it was really interesting because Leanne was saying to me, you know, Kiwis, they actually enjoy their coffee stronger than Australians, and I think she's probably right. But she took me to two exceptional cafes, Bean Magic and Coffee Iconic really strong coffee. And the thing about both of these cafes is you would not find them unless you knew they were there. They are truly hidden gems looking down some very slinky laneways. And um, we also went uh, for a walk through Brisbane Arcade, which uh, is off Queen Street Mall. Uh, the reason I mention this is because Leanne said Room with Roses is like a city institution. It's where a lot of families in Brisbane will go for like a family celebration or right. you know, if someone's graduating. It is absolutely gorgeous, this place. Splendid high teas. Chris, I can see you there with your tiered stand of goodies and hot tea. So Room with Roses, definitely worth checking out. Custard squares, hopefully. Tell us about the Queen's Wharf because it's constantly changing, isn't it? Always upgrading. Yeah, it is. Um, I actually think Brisbane itself is in a constant state of self-improvement and Queen's Wharf is this 
monumental construction project that will change the face of the city. Uh, Queen's Wharf is going to be a world-leading entertainment precinct. It's on track for completion next year. $3.5 billion is being ploughed into this project. Uh, The tallest towers are already rising from it. And along with four new luxury hotels, what is really going to stop the traffic with Queen's Wharf is this signature arc building, which will also house the new Star Casino. I reckon they've taken their design cues, Chris, from Singapore's Marina Bay Sands, and I'm sure as you will recall, that building in Singapore is absolutely iconic. It's sort of like, you know, that elevated ship uh, in the sky. Um, And similar to Marina Bay Sands, this arc building in Brisbane includes a breathtaking sky deck 100 metres above the ground. The really cool thing is it will be open to the public. So you'll be able to go up to sky deck for the amazing views and the restaurants and the bars. Yeah, they'll all be fully accessible to the public. The actual site is massive, isn't it? It is so hard to um, size up, but apparently it is uh, the equivalent of 12 rugby fields. It is a whopper, the Queen's Wharf development. And the really cool thing is they are not demolishing any heritage buildings in the process. So, for example, um, adjoining the site is this grand old building called the Lands Department Building that is currently being revitalised as a Ritz-Carlton Hotel. And next to that, the Treasury Building, which currently is home to the Treasury Casino. Um, Because the casino is going to be the Star Casino at Queen's Wharf, this Treasury Building is going to be transformed into what Leanne says is going to essentially be the Harrods of Brisbane, a designer department store like a shopping emporium. So that is going to be a massive magnet uh, next year. And of course, uh, Brisbane is set to scoop the hosting rights for the 2032 Olympics. So you could say the city is very much um, has its eyes firmly focused on the future. What about the Eagle Street Pier Yeah, well worth mentioning because Mm. a a lot of Kiwis will have come across this pier and I've always loved it. It um, sort of took root after the uh, World Expo in 88 and it still offers um, a fantastic array of premium dining options. There's a lot of buzz about City Winery, which recently opened there. So that is like a salad door restaurant and wine experience right on the water's edge. I also checked out this swish new Greek mezzi bar called Opa. So that's just opened on the waterfront. Fabulous. And if you would like to blend some really good uh, food and entertainment with a cruise, Kookaburra Showboat Cruises. Uh, has its home base at Eagle Street Pier. Nice. Any other recommended walks since you're on the walking bus at the moment, Mike? Indeed. Well, obviously one has to uh, do something about all that food intake, so (laughs) walking is good. We mentioned South Bank earlier. If you go from South Bank to Kangaroo Point, there is actually a dedicated arts trail called the River Public Arts Trail. So it's about a two and a half kilometre track. Meander is uh, along the river from South Bank to Kangaroo Point, and there's a lot of artwork studded along the trail. Some of them are throwbacks to the World Expo in 88. Um, But the really cool thing about Kangaroo Point, I think, are the cliffs, those sandstone, golden-hued cliffs. And um, I was uh, standing just above the cliffs, taking in that unmasked view of the river and the skyscrapers and the mountains in the distance from Brisbane. And suddenly, two abseilers appeared out of nowhere, um, zipping down the golden-hued cliffs. Um, Apparently, it's a very hot spot for abseilers, Chris. 
Nice. Did you give it a go, though? Hell no. Uh, but I did <laughs> climb the city's biggest bridge, which we will chat about soon. We will, yes. Coming up, we head across to Story Bridge and into Fortitude Valley. Plus, Mike will showcase Spirits of the Red Sand. This is Kiwi Tripsters with a bumper edition dedicated to all things Brisbane. Now, Mike, if you're after a dollop of that authentic Indigenous culture, um, what did you recommend or what do you recommend? Definitely Spirits of the Red Sand. It's about a 30-minute uh, drive south from Brisbane CBD uh, to the historical village in Beanley. So you could actually do it from the Gold Coast as well. Um, it's just a very short hop uh, along the coast and... Uh, this village boasts an extensive collection of 19th century heritage buildings and early Australian memorabilia alongside a pre-European Aboriginal village. So it is such a great stage, great location for this stirring cultural experience. Nice, nice. Now, when was the Spirits of the Red Sand launched? About four years ago, Chris, and it is quite a unique tourism experience. It is a bit of an eye-opener to mm. the history, the beauty and the vibrancy of the Aboriginal people. Um, and it all began with this guy, Eddie Rusker, who I met, just a, a stunning Aboriginal elder. And Eddie and his son, Shannon, uh, they created a drama and a dance program for at-risk Aboriginal youth. And to cut a long story short, this dance troupe, they took a tour to New Zealand uh, where they crossed paths with the Tamaki Māori village in Rotorua. And they were so inspired by... Uh, the concept of cultural performance and Indigenous storytelling, that that very much sowed the seeds for Spirits of the Red Sand. Now, Mike Tamaki is involved, isn't he? Absolutely. He now lives in Queensland. So he came on board as the chief executive of this tourism venture, and it's absolutely blossomed. It has scooped so many awards in recent years. And while Spirits of the Red Sand differs from the Tamaki Māori village in a lot of ways. The essence is actually the same. It is very much pitched at um, creating respect and admiration for culture through storytelling. So you'll leave the performance with a lot of memories and it's also designed to help local Indigenous people um, thrive through sustainable work. There are a variety of cultural encounters you can choose from. So you could just um, uh, sample a welcome to country or a smoking ceremony experience to cleanse you of evil spirits, Chris. They essentially burn eucalyptus um branches uh, to create the smoke. It is quite actually intoxicating. Um, I felt like a koala. Uh, you can do didgeridoo lessons, but the signature experience is the Aboriginal live theatre gig, which is incredible. Now, what is the theatre experience like? Well, it's sort of like taking a 60,000-year journey <laughs> from Dreamtime to 1800s Australia when British and Aboriginal ways of life collided. Um, so it's like a roving theatre and dinner experience and they use the village uh, and all of the different sort of locations at Beanley uh, to tell the story. It's really very clever. Uh, the dinner, by the way, man alive, you will be noshing on Australianana. I enjoyed the tasting skewers. I had kangaroo, crocodile and emu on um, on a skewer, which was very, very nice, sort of like Australia 
on a stick. Um, uh, lots of uh, great uh, desserts like lemon myrtle pavlova. So, yeah, the food is fantastic. But the sense of connection with Aboriginal culture that you get is really deep, really profound, and the performance standard is exceptional. Spirits of the Red Sand. You're with Kiwi Tripsters as we roam through the river city of Brisbane. Now, Mike, would you recommend climbing the Story Breach? Definitely, Chris. I knocked off the Sydney Harbour Bridge climb some years ago, and I um, was a little bit uh, pensive about that, but I found that very easy. And I have to say, the Story Bridge uh, is super, super fun. Um, It's a very easy ramble on the superstructure. I reckon it will end up being one of the highlights of your visit to Brisbane. Definitely do it at twilight because you get all the colours, you know, the slumping sun gilding the city and then the sky seems to throw up all sorts of bewitching hues like those pink tinged clouds. We actually got very lucky when I did the walk and we got this massive rainbow theatrically arcing over the city at the same time. Um, And while you're doing the walk, you will uh, glean all sorts of heritage anecdotes about the bridge from your guide. Uh, She's 70 years old, the Story Bridge, and it's such a glorious piece of engineering, very much um, central to Brisbane's architectural personality. Yeah, you're right about that. What about if you're afraid of heights? (laughs) You'll be fine. It's as safe as houses, and it's not as scary as you may think, because you are enclosed by those railings that you can hold, and you are tethered to a carabiner, so you can't, you know, fall down onto the roadway or the into the river. Um, and it is very, very cool striding the tall, long limbs of the Story Bridge. Mm. You go as high as 80 metres to the summit. Uh, the views are just magical, celebrating the beauty and the importance of the river to the city. Uh, and our guide was um, more than happy to snap a stash of action shots of us as we conquered the bridge at a very leisurely pace. You'll be up there for about 90 minutes. And, of course, uh, Story Bridge connects Kangaroo Point to Fortitude Valley. It's actually the longest cantilever bridge in Australia. And come nightfall, I know you like your lights, Chris, the bridge is emblazoned with different coloured lights from one night to the next. A lot of them will be a bit like the Sky Tower in New Zealand to celebrate a certain cause or a certain charity. Right. Across on the Fortitude Valley side of the bridge, what's worth checking out? Well, first of all, at the base of the bridge, um, Howard Smith Wharves, or HSW as the locals call it, Once again, another very on-trend hospitality precinct. A lot of character here, though, because this site is steeped in history. It was originally built about 90 years ago. You can see old air raid shelters at HSW. Uh, A lot of the city's early infrastructure is there. But one of the big draws is Fallon's Brewing Company. They are like the flagship resident of HSW. Um, They laid their roots uh, at the precinct, and they've just kept sprouting. It is a stunning place to knock back some classic Brisbane Riverside beers, and wrap your lips around their amazing pizzas. They do very inventive flavours. I had the most awesome potato pizza, Chris, which doesn't sound exciting, but trust me, oh, no, I could you do that. will love it. Yeah. Now, there's also kind of a, a modern Australian take on a, a German beer hall there, isn't there? Yes, this is the assistive venue, Fallon's Barrel Hall, mm-hmm. right next door to the brewing uh, company. And yeah, I love how they've done it. It is a very Aussie take. So you've got picnic style tables, you've got ping pong tables, live music plays every weekend and another in the know nocturnal haunt 
uh, worth checking out at HSW is this overwater bar, Mr. Percival's. Very swish, uh, and um, they do amazing cocktails, a really good late-night atmosphere there. It's cranked up with a DJ perched above their 360-degree bar. Very cool spot, Mr. Percival's. Very, very nice. Now, what's hot in the heart of the valley? Well, every twist and turn of Fortitude Valley seems to throw up something new. Um, They are really big into their laneways, sort of like a bit of Melbourne to Fortitude Valley. So uh, you will discover all sorts of boutique shopping and rooftop bars and live music venues in the valley. I loved a place called Chur Burger, which is on Constant Street. Their signature burger is crispy pork belly, chilli caramel, slaw and aioli. It is gorgeous. Throw in a side of buffalo wings with blue cheese mayo and you're on to a winner. Um, If you want to uh, sink into a late night cocktail with a side of sophistication, Chris, I would definitely recommend a uh, joint called the Palace Lounge. It is fabulous. Sounds very, very nice. Now, there's lots of lane waves in the lane waves, rather, in the valley, isn't there? Yeah. Um, if you want to go to Wind Lane, that's all about new threads. California Lane is uh, where you go for cute boutiques and international bites. Bakery, uh, bakery Lane, bustling eateries galore in Bakery Lane. By the way, James Street, which is like the main drag, uh, that is just like a glittering parade of homewares and boutiques. And if you want to party like it's 1999, the valley is famous for your night scene, um, lots of nightclub hotspots, a um, couple of places I would recommend. For live music, check out the Sound Garden and X Cargo would have to be Brisbane's ultimate beer garden experience. Sounds very, very nice. I'm, I'm quite enthralled by this. Now, finally, where's a good place to stay if you do head that way? Well, I had the pleasure of staying at this brand spanking new hotel called Hotel X in Fortitude Valley, which is a show-stopping specimen of a lifestyle hotel. It brims with personality, awesome art, comfort and indulgence. But the crowning glory would have to be, once again, the rooftop. Uh, Brisbane loves its rooftop uh, venues, and this Mediterranean-styled rooftop poolside restaurant and bar is called Iris. Once again, whether you're staying in-house or not, You've got to go there. It is one of Brisbane's hottest new haunts. Superb food, great libations, blissful river and city views. It's a cocktail of playful wonder at Hotel X. God bless the Trans-Tasman bubble. Well, that's it for now. Great time in Brisbane. Be sure to like our Facebook page and the show notes are always available on the website at kiwitripsters.co.nz. We would love you to rate and review Kiwi Tripsters on the podcast service of your choice. And if you are sizing up a bit of a roam with the best of Brisbane, you can check out our feature articles uh, at fortheloveoftravel.net.net. Uh, .nz. We will catch you in a couple of weeks' time where Mike will take us on a tour through, I'm looking forward to this, tropical North Queensland. And that's a wrap for this episode of Kiwi Tripsters. Liked what you listened to? 
then join us for our next episode of Kiwi Tripsters, where we bring you more travel inspiration, giveaways, and insider knowledge with expert guests on the show. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram and visit us on kiwitripsters.co.nz. But most importantly, subscribe and comment on Apple Podcasts and tell us what you think of our show. Till next time, safe travels. Thank you.